Hi mums, welcome to the Confident Mum podcast with your host Olga Uchu. If you are a returning listener, then thank you for tuning in again today. And if you are listening for the first time, then welcome. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay mums, seriously, when was the last time you had a long hot soak in your bathtub? Or is this just a luxury that we reserve for our children? Don't worry, today's guests and I were definitely guilty of that too at some point. Uh, We recorded this episode back in November 2020 where we reflected a lot on all that we had learned during the first lockdown. If you're listening from overseas, the UK are currently in lockdown three, which means that we are homeschooling again. I kind of escaped that during the first time, but not this time. And we're doing all the things, you know, and I thought this is a great time to release this episode. The guests gave some really practical tips on how we can implement self-care into our daily routine and just reinforce how important it really is and how it's helped her to become a better parent. So that's amazing. Um, Of course, self-care is more than just doing the things. So we also discussed the role of mindfulness and gratitude. We're both so passionate about this topic and that definitely comes across in the episode. So just remember, mums, we cannot pour from empty cups. So why not make a commitment to prioritise your self-care this Valentine's period and beyond? Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you on the next one. Hi mums, welcome back to another episode of The Confident Mum with your host Olga Uju. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Really excited about today's guest. She's someone who I reached out to and was just perfect for this topic that we're going to be looking into today, which is self-care and mindfulness, something that we can all do with. And I've been on my own mindful journey and I'm a big advocate of self-care. So I wanted to bring this to the audience and find out what we can glean from this guest's experience and how we can incorporate it hopefully into our own. So I'm just going to tell you a bit more about today's guest. She is the founder of Dope Black Mums, a digital safe space and the co-host of Dope Black Mums podcast, which I absolutely love that title. Very empowering. So really excited about that. Nina, her name, she's written articles for various platforms such as Strategies UK and a beautiful childhood blog that has appeared on BBC Radio and Channel 5 News regarding the rising numbers of maternal death rates. Previously, Nina was a consultant across music, film and TV, delivering successful campaigns for Sony, Xerox, PlayStation and W Hotel, and is currently a talent agent for film and TV at AIG. Nina is dedicated to diversifying motherhood through Dope Black Mums platform, along with providing safe spaces and mentoring for black mothers whilst inspiring and supporting positive outcomes. Nina is a big believer that good parenting can change the world. So welcome to the show, Miss Nina Malone. Thanks Hello. for coming on. <laughs> My goodness, oh, yeah. that was an amazing intro. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And what I like about um, the intro, it obviously lets us know more about yourself. But the point of the Confident Mum podcast is to just say that although motherhood is our first love and, you know, paramount to us as women and mums, it is great to have identities outside of motherhood. But I think it just adds to us as mums. So, totally. Yeah. I think so we hats need off, to. Hats off to you. <laughs> hats off Thank to you. you. No, you're welcome. Okay. So, in terms of you know just kind of delving in we're talking about self-care 
and mindful parenting. So self-care, you know, it means different things to different people. You know, some people will think, okay, self-care might just be a pampering or session or whatever it is. But I want to find out from your perspective, basically just with the basics, what is self-care to you? Yeah, self-care for me is taking time to check in on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds so basic, but yeah, but it, in in every way, just really, really noticing your overall well being. So, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling stressed, if you find yourself snapping, mm-hmm. why is that happening? And do you need to take a break and and have a think about it? Obviously, the practical things of yes, pampering is brilliant, but I really think it's about time just to reconnect with yourself. Okay, so why why is it a topic that you wanted to bring to this show today? Why do you think it's of importance? Well, I think it's a matter of urgency, definitely for me as a mother. I think we need to do it. I think it's so easy to put everyone in our household and our lives in front of us from the little things of, right, let's get the kids washed and fed first and then I'll take my wash let me get them clothed first and then I'll get clothed so what happens is everyone has everything in the right place and then you kind of leave the house with you know your hair not done or whatever and that not just the aesthetics of your hair not done but the time that it takes for you for whatever you need to be able to feel ready for the day Mm -hmm. hasn't been thought about so you're starting the day you know on on a slightly empty tank and that can affect everything your parenting, how you are at work, your relationships, you know, if you're married or not, yeah, everything. Yeah. It, will, it will affect how you are in the world for that day or for that period. And obviously, you know, you have a, a bad day that day. That can bleed into a week, which can bleed into a month, which can bleed into disastrous effects for the whole year. So I think it's really important that we take time and prioritise that time. So... It, it's a matter of importance for us. I know, I know I'm a better person after I've taken time for myself. I know, I feel it, I'm a better parent. I know yeah. I have more patience. I know I have clarity. I know I can see things differently. I know things that might have felt like whining before. I can understand what you're actually saying rather than it just feeling like, you know, you don't have any answers and everything's getting on top of you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's really... I think it's really important. And I think the things that we do when we're stressed or when we're stretched, those are the times where you make those wrong decisions or the things we could regret. Yeah. Or, you, you know, you make those moves that you look back on and think, God, if I just had a bit more time, I could have maybe taken it from this point of view or maybe, maybe would have changed how I had that conversation. And again, this again bleeds into all of our relationships, how we view and how we are viewed in the world. And our kids obviously sponge up all of that. So, they you know, do. I think it's important for all of us. They are really watching. You know, I think we've got kids around the same age. So it's yeah. easy to think that, oh, they're not taking it in. And then they start doing something that you've just done. Even my, you know, my daughter was like, get ready to buy her little sister. I was like, oh my gosh, she sounds mm. like me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I sound like yeah. that. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 totally. I was totally. like, calm down, deep breath. Yeah, and it's wild to hear it back, isn't it? It's wild. You're like, whoa, is that me? Like I said, I've been in my own mindful, trying to be present with my kids as well. But you've got a lot of awareness about self-care. So obviously you've gone through some kind of journey. Mm. So where did it all begin for you? And when did you (laughs) think, whoa, I need to start? Yeah, well, I think my self-care was non-existent. Mm -hmm. I think it was rock bottom. I... 
which also bled into my feelings of my self-worth and my esteem, which then fed into how, again, viewed myself in the world, the positions I took at, um, in my job, how the words, the language I used to communicate about myself, it, it fed into everything for me. So it was absolutely rock bottom. And have you heard of that saying of you're just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Yeah, of course. That's basically what it was. I was just like, this isn't, this isn't healthy. Mm-mm. And then I was really aware of children picking up everything and anything I'm doing, whether it's subconscious or conscious, energy, attitude, everything. They tend to pick out the negatives first, don't they? You're like, oh my God. Yeah, just like all of us. Like, it, it, it's louder. If, yeah. if someone compliments, if we get, you know, 20 compliments, but you remember that one bad review. Exactly, exactly. All the yeah. time. Yeah, of, of course they do. And then, you know, you hear that back in their playing or when they're speaking to their friends or how they're speaking to you and how they're acting around you. So, so what happened to make you say enough? It, it was a series of things where I just mm-hmm. realised I'm not standing up for myself. Okay. I I am an abuse survivor, so mm-hmm. I have to be really aware of that as well with how I parent and just watching that I'm reading things correctly because sometimes I can maybe be overprotective or or have irrational th- fears. I was thinking about the abuse and how that affects my parenting, mm-hmm. and it, it's been a, it's been quite a while, but mainly just a lot of things got on top of me. And I really realised I wasn't speaking truthfully honestly anywhere I was kind of just getting by Mm -hmm. I understood this to be because of my self-worth and and then I got thinking that I'm not putting any time into to me anything into my self-care so then I started running over lockdown I've lost a lot of weight chopped my hair off I've run a half marathon yeah and I'm really really yeah, good for you. It's really good. Yeah, physically, I've made a lot of changes. Emotionally, I'm trying every day, and again, yeah. it's not easy. And and I'm and I'm. It's going to be a constant day to day struggle. But uh, yeah, I have to fight all the negativity in my head. I just yeah. It, it it was a lot of things from thinking about abuse to having children and thinking about any form of abuse happening to them, and just generally thinking about my childhood. And it just all got too much. You know, I was crying a lot. I know I wasn't parenting the way I wanted to. I wasn't looking after myself at all. Just out of interest, did this happen during the first lockdown? Just out of interest? Or or it heightened? Yeah, yeah, it got really heightened over lockdown. Because I've got an episode on trauma and I was going, I I was like, oh my gosh, where are all these things coming from? Why are things coming up from my childhood? I think we had so much time to think and reflect that it really did, right, we need to deal with this. And Congratulations on your achievements. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so much time of a lockdown to think. Yeah. And also, I think your children, well, well, my children, for me, in my, my experience, constantly show me myself. They do. So you know how you said your kids are repeating back to you saying you can hear their voice, their tone, their mannerisms yeah. are yours. I see it constantly from both my children. I have a, a boy and a girl. You really see all that, those habits, those fears, those mannerisms modeled back to you in your face (laughs) and you can't hide from it so yeah over I mean it's been going on for a while my kind of self-esteem and self-care battles but first lockdown really hit home it really really hit home and obviously we all live busy lives parents I'm married job Mm -hmm. I have dead black moms as well so there's lots of things to have a very full life obviously when lockdown happened 
some of those things are not there. Obviously, there's not as many distractions, so you really have time to That's think. the thing, is it's you and yourself and your mind. Yeah, totally. And that phrase of being sick and feeling sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, I was like, right, I have to consciously put some time and effort into it. And and at first, you know, that felt luxurious, which is ridiculous, but mm-hmm. but it did. I've never put this much time, effort, or money into right. myself. I'd always go and buy, even down to vitamins, I'd buy the, like the posh, the Barrett's vitamins for the kids, but I get myself like the Boots or the Audi own brand because like as long as I'm getting vitamin C, it's fine. But kids need to get them the best because they've got pure bodies, and you know you want to do the best. And um, it's ridiculous. Why you know I I wouldn't everything I'm asking them to do for say manners or self care or hygiene, wash your hands and do this. Mm-hmm. I also ex- I also need to do it myself. So why wouldn't I also get myself the best vitamins? Just little things like that constantly do putting myself at the bottom constantly baby steps and it's just yeah yeah exactly you're right exactly why are we always an afterthought if we think about ourselves at all no thanks for sharing that and being so open I really appreciate that if we circle back to your kind of childhood your surrounding upbringing what self-care modeled or obviously we didn't have the term or the phraseology back then but was your mum like treating herself well or your aunties or do you know what yeah, when I was speaking to my mom about this, because obviously I've had a, a kind of, not not a, a breakdown, but I've been very, okay. very teary. So my mom's okay. been quite worried about me. Oh. And my father died when I was very young because of her grieving. She was like, maybe I didn't do a thing I should have mm-hmm. for you in that time. Your brother, my brother was so young that it, his life might not have been affected that much. But when mm-hmm. my father died, I was aware enough to understand the grief. So we, we, me and my mother have been talking about self-care a lot, but the practical things of pampering and that sort of thing, no, my mum didn't do any of that. But my mum is a psychoanalytic psychotherapist. So we did talk mm. a lot. Oh, that's we were, good. We, we talked yeah. a lot. We read a lot. My auntie's an art therapist, so there was a lot of music. We were encouraged definitely to talk. The only counter to that is, yes, it's great to talk, but there's also... There's also power in action and doing, which I right. think is other part of, we can be aware of these things when we have to actually do it, which can yeah. be scary. So yeah. no, so I, I wouldn't say from what I'm doing with my children, with mirror affirmation and gratitude diaries yeah, and yeah. asking questions and encouraging to talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no, that wasn't modeled in my, in my upbringing. And I'm not sure if it's also a cult thing exactly and, um, a new age thing saying that my mom was very aware and is a mental health practitioner so I'm not sure yeah. if she just felt that talking was you know how how she did it you know I had I asked my husband and I said I don't think I saw my mom modeling self-care and I don't think and then he kind of challenged me and said well it's a different it was a different time and a different culture and what we might focus on self-care now is looks will look different to what they would have seen as self-care so, for example, my mum talks to her sister on the phone like every day and sometimes they can talk for hours on end. And you're thinking, you spoke to her yesterday, you're laughing, you're giggling. I mean, it's like you haven't spoken to her in ages, but she's always happy and joyful and there's always a lot to share. When they were growing up, they would go to the stream together. Well, that's gorgeous. I mean, that, that is them doing it. Exactly. And then they would do each other's hair. And it was all about community. So I thought yeah. maybe we haven't got the same term, but they were, you know, the saying it takes a village. And they had a village. And, you know, elders will sit on the front porch and as you're walking by, 
they will greet you and you know they'll say welcome and they would always get a greeting and they were always happy mm. to the village community so maybe it's not called self-care because we're, we are now self they wasn't in a self environment they were in a community if you had a baby the whole village knew and it was, yeah and I thought okay that's a different that's an interesting being on the topic. I think she definitely knew what she needed and knew yeah. what made her happy which is speak to her sister which she did every day that's amazing yeah because Again, that can feel indulgent or luxurious or yes. selfish to sit there and speak yeah. to your sister for an hour, but that's just the same as sitting down and meditating. Exactly. Just the same as sitting down and reading or having a therapist. Yeah. So she definitely was doing it. We have a term for it now, but exactly. she's definitely doing it. So it wasn't the bath and the bubbles, but it was something for her. Mm. She was happy. And maybe she couldn't, or, or maybe we didn't, and maybe she couldn't articulate what it did for her. She just knew she needed to speak to her sister. But maybe she didn't say to you, you know what, find your few trusted friends and speak to them, share with them. You know, that that's what she's doing, which is amazing and which I heavily rely on, you know, and I'm talking about a handful of trusted people that, you know, not tons, like no. it, it would be probably under five people that, you know, well, that you trust and know you well, so I can call you out on all of your your ish all of your bs you know (laughs) and i think that that maybe is what you and your mum and her sister found which is great but maybe she didn't and maybe she didn't phrase it like that to you to say you know where are your friends lean on them but i think that's amazing that's amazing that you saw that and that's what when i reflect i thought actually they were taken care of in that sense because yeah i can't remember where i read it but it is one of these american university studies did say that if you're in the right community and you have someone to talk to and you feel something you you do you are practicing the highest form of self-care or self-love or whatever it is we want to talk about totally but if we circle back to the present time that isn't the case so much we're very much isolated as mothers you know people thinking oh that's great for you and you know which is fine maybe you get married maybe they're single parents with kids and they're like you know i'd love to practice yeah but i've got a job and i I think it has to be intentional i think it has to be intentional going back to Mm -hmm. yeah just as we might think okay I'm making dinner. I need to make sure that I have my veg, my meat, and my carb. We we will do that intentionally. Well, for me, you might feel a bit of a pang, like, oh, God, if they're only eating chips, where's the green? You may feel that, right? So I think that's what we have to do for ourselves. We have to intentionally go and take a moment, have a bath, phone your sister, phone your sister, whether you're single or you're married. Yeah. We need to make it intentional, as we would for our children. We wouldn't allow our children to walk out on the street with having not done X or having not mm-hmm. done whatever. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't allow that to happen. And I think it's just too easy for us not to do it for ourselves. Yeah. It's very funny you said about the bath. We had a bath installed last year and I looked at my bathtub during lockdown. I thought I haven't actually had a proper bath, whereas my kids are having one every other night. Um, yeah. They're in there laughing and joking. And I thought, hang on a minute. Yeah. Why the one having a shower? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I said, literally, right, that is it. It was so funny. And my husband was like, I was like, no, I'm having a bath tonight. And I was like, yeah. go downstairs, there were kids are in bed. And it was the best thing. So it used to be my self-care Sunday. Then I thought one day, why do I wait till Sunday? That's it. I could do this. I'm not even time. joking. <laughs> For the I know. Months. It's been, I think two nights was like the first night in about three months that I hadn't had like a proper long soak in the bath. And I was like, you're coming down. And I was like, no, it's my time. So it's funny that, Something that was so normal for me to put the kids in and enjoy and put their bubble baths in. I don't know why it didn't occur to me. I was like, don't I need this? That's exactly what I mean. You do it without even thinking for your children. And the extra tips of 
oh, let's get your favorite toys. Or, oh, let's get some bubble bath. Yeah, for us then. Let's get some oil. Yeah. Yeah, let's get some Epsom salts. Um, sometimes I put some music on. Sometimes I like candle. candle. Yeah. Sometimes I put a meditation on, read a book. I put a face mask, a DIY yeah. hair mask, anything. It's just, it's just that time intentional for you. And like I said, you do it without even thinking of the kids. You're like, oh, that would be nice. I'll put in some bubble bath. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. And I think it's, it's thinking those things for ourselves as constantly as we do for the children. It comes automatically, doesn't it? You don't even have to think about it. There you go. My husband's also got this funny happy, he calls it the happy hour. So he's got the silliest grin on his face between two and three. What does his happy hour include? What does he do? It's well, some music on and he just has the silliest grin. Like it's a full smile, but in the end he's laughing because he knows that it's a silly face. So that him and he just, yeah, and he just does that. And I, every time I go down, I keep forgetting... I'm thinking, why is that music playing and why? And I just walk in and I just, I'm hysteric. So laughter is, we need a lot of laughter. We've got a lot of kids and stuff. So no, that's really, oh. really good. In terms of self-care being important for mums, which you've said, is there anything that you want to stress for black mums? We're both women of colour, black women. The story of black mums can sometimes be a bit, you know, negative or different for culture for yeah. whatever reasons. Anything you want to that? Yeah, totally. I think it's important to have your safe space of people who understand you. You don't necessarily just have to speak to black mums, but obviously I've found that useful. I've built Dope Black Moms on that, on the power of speaking to people who have been through shared experiences. I think whatever you do, it's finding a space where you can be yourself wholeheartedly and not have to filter. So no code switching, no moderating, a space where you can just speak. Awesome. Mm. If that space is also filled with people that know you, truly, truly know you, even better. So yeah, I think... As black women in general, we need to protect our energy. We need to protect the information that we're consuming, especially, you know, the mass rising of of fake news. We need to really make sure we're ingesting news. Obviously, it's good to stay updated, but it has to be correct. And also sometimes, you know, over the Black Lives Matter explosion, we know what's going on. We know Mm. what's happening. We know this has been happening for centuries, for decades. We know what's happening to our people. We may not need to watch it every day or listen to every update because we know how this is going to affect us. My kids were asking, why is everyone crying? Why is everybody so sad? Mm. So I think we need to stay updated, but also protect our energy, protect our brain space. Because again, that affects how we walk in the world. Again, how our frame of reference. But yeah, most importantly, I think it's just good to have a space where you can really, really just talk with people who understand. And I have found that in the Dope Black Women's WhatsApp group in the oh, Facebook group, on the podcast. Yeah, where you, where you can talk. Yeah. So that happens to be with other black women. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it is important. It is, because you might, as a black woman, in, or works in corporate, and you might be the only one of a few handful of people at work that are black or you're in your own environment, or you can't really openly share certain things in certain environments. So it is important like to protect your energy, as you've said. And for the second time this year, I after lockdown, halfway, I think it was about May, I said, I'm not watching the news anymore. I'm just not watching it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to check how many fatalities there's been because of COVID, yeah. you know. If, you know, I was, I was going through like a psycho episode. I was like, oh my God, this many people, are, you know, and it is bad and it is terrible, but the news is yeah. there to highlight things, and, you know, and make things just so much worse and really play with your mind. Yeah. So. I mean, if you are going to watch it, do not watch it before you go to bed. You oh, know, gosh, watch no. it early in the yeah. day. Don't watch it so it's the last thing that's in your mind. And yes, we know the numbers of people who are affected by COVID are disproportionate. We know they're rising in the black community and we know that people are being 
unfairly treated, harassed and dying through everything affected with Black Lives Matter. So we, we do know this. And I think it's just important to know it. Obviously, take action, speak mm. to your local MPs, do the donations, put your signature. It is all important. Just you need to also, at the same time, protect your energy, protect your headspace. Family, enjoy your kids, stuff that I say. You do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. We definitely do. Okay. Me being mindful about not watching the news. And on the topic of mm. mindfulness, this is another area where you are passionate about what is mindfulness then yeah I I think again it's similar to sort of things you're just talking about with watching Mm -hmm. the news late at night I think it is being really aware of what we're taking in being really aware of what we're ingesting and how we take information I think it's noticing the thoughts that arise and what do we need to do with them and kind of being aware of them I think it's observing life being present as it's as it's happening I think it's being comfortable accepting where you are not saying to settle for it but being realistic and accepting where you are you know not constantly projecting to the future or not constantly thinking about the past right I think it's taking action and understanding where that action is coming from so if it's coming from fear or it's coming from love and not letting habits determine your actions, not letting convenience determine your actions, but being really truly aware of why you're doing or thinking or reacting the way you are. Right, so you've got this awareness now. Maybe you're fearful or you're on autopilot. Totally, a thought comes Mm. up and then it's just checking where that's come from. Do I not want to apply for this new job because I'm scared? Mm-hmm. Or do I not want to apply for it because I know it's not right? Or do I not want to apply for it because I've been forced into it? Whatever it is, but but notice the reasons that are coming through and then really check the reality of that. Is that a story you're telling self? Are you playing, are you are you kind of playing a game on yourself? Is it real? And um, yeah, because I do that constantly. Like, oh, like, oh, oh, I couldn't possibly because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, no, 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 let's, let's be realistic. Do you have the skill set? Yes or no? You need to ask, you need to find out the reality of it versus the story of it. And then just be aware that I'm not sure if, if anybody listening or if you've done any meditation, but just mm-hmm, as a thought yeah. pops into your head, like if we all to sit down and simply sit and think about a yellow triangle, we can sit and think about that triangle and then and then let that triangle pass. And now think about a green tree. We could sit and think about a green tree and let it pass. What I'm saying is if we, if we spent time doing that, we could do that for these thoughts that come through as well. So, oh gosh, I'm a bit nervous about doing this podcast. Why? Why is Elba asking me to do this? I don't have. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. All those thoughts can come through your yeah, head. Can. You can be aware of them, and they mm-hmm. can pass through. You can see a yellow triangle. You can be aware of it, and it can pass through. I don't have to now not do this podcast because I'm I'm fearful or have imposter syndrome or who? Why is everyone going to listen to what I have to say? I, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm I'm an emotional mess like everybody else. You know, so. I think those things can come through and I think it's being aware of it. So, so it's catching that's it. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And and we can train ourselves. Challenging it. Right. Okay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, and being present and being aware and my understanding of mindfulness is we can train our mind mm. to be aware of these things. So when those fearful thoughts come through, we can think what is the reality and what is the story and do I need to act on this thought or can I just see the yellow triangle note it and let it pass through oh gosh that's really good and it's so weird how we're so consumed with negative thoughts i don't know what it is about the human mind 
it's just wired towards negativity. So you can wake up in the morning with every intention of being positive, but then there's some negative thoughts that will come into your mind. So how would you oh, get to it? catch it? But mm. what I found is speaking over it with maybe affirmations. So do we want to look yeah. at um, how you can combat negativity and also the role of gratitude in mindfulness? And yes. Like yeah. Yes. I don't think any of it is truly possible. Any transformation is truly possible without gratitude. I mm-hmm. doing a gratitude diary, a kind of a very basic one with my children. So mm-hmm. at dinner times and just before bed, depending on you know whether they're willing to speak to me. So I either do it at dinner times or before bed. Ask them just what's made you smile, what's made you happy. Oh, yeah, just trying to basically ask what are you grateful for, what do you love. Yes. And if we are doing it at the dinner table, we write it down and put it in a jar. I too am writing. I used to write uh, physically. I'm now writing digitally on an app. Just things okay. that, are, that have made me mm. happy, things I'm grateful for. Um, at least three things. And again, these can be yeah. small things or big things. But I think the act of thinking through your day, mm-hmm. finding the things you're grateful for is one thing. That's nice to go through. I think actually noting them down is another thing. And then when you read it through and read it back, you get a, you remember it again. And again, it gives you that extra bit of soul food which is great affirmations are awesome i'm doing that in the mirror of my children saying our full name saying i love my skin i love my hair Um, and what am i good at so right now you know my kids like i love jumping i love running um great let's talk about that and i'm trying to do it myself when i was really in the thick of it i was like oh it'd be great if you could do this naked just as women you know how like Oh, why not? Yeah. Well, you know, like I've I've had two children. Mm-hmm. I'm getting older. Everything is dropping. So you know, you're just like <laughs> let's. You look amazing, just... by the way, guess She's just. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Just yeah, just of have a look and, yeah. and love those rolls. Love yeah. the wrinkles. Exactly, and love appreciate the stretch marks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because this is it. And you know, we can look back at pictures. We get those. Facebook reminders from 10 years ago, like, oh my God, look at me in a bikini. Look at this, look at that. And it's really about being present mm-hmm. in our bodies right now, being grateful for these bodies, having gotten yep. us to this point, being grateful for these bodies for producing these amazing children. You know, just yep. really, really giving yourself love. And again, I say this easily. It's very hard to do. And I, mm. I also find it hard to do. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing for affirmations, gratitude diaries. I'm listening to a, a lot of positive self-development podcasts, listening to a lot of Oprah, Super Soul Sessions. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of taking down the main yeah, points that I get from that and and reading through those kind of tips as, as often as I can. Yeah, just kind of really I mean, thinking yeah. about things that, that speak to me. Yeah, no, it really helps. And I think that's why it's funny how we're so aligned because I just thought I found you and then here you are and you're talking about things that really resonate. And it is, I think, being grateful because what you look for, you find more of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so my two-year-old was so funny. She was like, oh, mommy, I didn't whinge today. Obviously, she had about five meltdowns. I was like, no, you didn't, did she? And she was so happy. She was like, I didn't have I didn't whinge. <laughs> And I was like, so oh. funny. I'm happy that I didn't whinge. I was like, well done. Yeah. So, um, I'm happy about this. And they're looking for things to say thank you for as well. Totally. And when you start to note it for yourself and with other people, they also, you know, you all start looking for the little wins. And I, and now I start thinking, oh, that's going to make the gratitude diary because that's been even simple, like a great 
chai latte or whatever. That moment or my kids laughing hysterically, jumping in puddles, that's going to make the diary. So you kind of, I now find myself noting things as they're happening as well, thinking, yeah, that's a good moment. And what I like about it is that you've incorporated and you're obviously doing it with your children. So this is going to become ingrained in their childhood and something that hopefully when they're older, they'll be able to say, yeah, my mum used to make us do gratitude things. And Yeah, do you know what? I honestly don't think we can ask them to do it and not do it ourselves. I truly don't think we can do that. Even for the practical things, like mm-hmm. if we're now all washing our hands um, more vigorously and wearing masks every every second, I don't think we can not ask them to do that. So like if it was a physical thing of hygiene, yeah, you would never allow them to not do that. And I don't exactly. think we should either. So anything I'm asking them to do, I am doing myself. Yeah. And how are you finding it, the getting into it do you know what yeah i mean blake blake who's now five my Mm -hmm. son they do mindfulness at school so this is going to be very native for them you you know he sorts out my recycling drawer i've I've got obviously a recycling bin and and the different sections but he like it's native in him to know which bit goes and where that's just amazing how they're yeah that's that's the world they're living in same Mm -hmm. as mindfulness he sat down as like he told alexa to put on some meditation music and he just sat down Mm -hmm. and crossed his legs and 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 yeah and he was telling totally and he was telling ocean my Mm two-year-old you know let's Mm -hmm. breathe deeply and also beautiful name yeah it's massively natural for them it's normal for them which is which is great so i'm also learning from them as well i'm just trying to be aware and listen to everything there they're picking up and they're experiencing. Okay, we've got mums who are struggling. You've obviously been on your awareness journey. I've been on mine and there are certain, but there are mums who are just like, you know, again, this sounds great and it's just about time and what baby steps can I take? I mean, this I really want to yeah. do this, but I just feel I've got a 40-hour shift at work. I only get 15 hours yeah. of care or whatever it is and it's just I'm just not in yeah. the same yeah, boat as maybe you and Nina. Or... Totally, totally. And I understand that. I think it's... Well, personally, I've cut out yeah. TV. Yeah. So it's, I think it's finding spaces that where you can gain time because it's all about how we're using our time intentionally, right? So ideally, if we could go for gold, we'd be getting more sleep. We'd be drinking more water. Mm-hmm. Anything on a practical te- tip, if we can keep kind of ongoing notes, like as in for like the food shop, you, you wouldn't just sit there and kind of sit down and think and panic about it. You, you'd add in, you know, your daily updates. I think having a safe space, talking to those trusted friends, and again, I'm talking about mm-hmm. under five people, max people that know you, love you, and are there to truly support you, and yeah. that feel you feel confident with to really share and be vulnerable. But those people know you so well, they can also say, actually, I think you're playing one on yourself. I think you're actually telling yourself a story. The reality is you are qualified to go for that job, so just mm-hmm. do it, rather than, you know, I don't know, if, you know, all of that sort of stuff that we can tell ourselves. So I think... Our trusted friends can do that for us. I think getting out into nature, as woo woo as it sounds, even just a walk around the block, taking some time. Yeah. yeah. I think reading, writing, obviously great. Having a good tidy, oh, again, God. that yeah. might sound a bit, yeah, yeah. but just for, mm-hmm. for the feng shui of it all, just feeling clearer. But I also think in the mundane tasks of washing up, of mm-hmm. I don't know folding or ironing yeah. of hoovering yeah I have this in the shower actually mm-hmm. those moments when you're focused on something mundane your your brain can decompress and that's when I oft, often find because you're not focusing on the task because it's so mundane 
Mm-hmm. I can find my brain decompressing. And also, sometimes I find just a moment of clarity pops in. Like when you're in the shower, like, oh, yeah, let me try this. Because you've got space. It's all about having space to be able to, to think that. So I think for, for right now, one of the immediate things you could do is just to really try and section off some time for yourself. So even if it's five minutes to write in a gratitude diary or five minutes yeah. to get out of the house by yourself and take a walk around the block or walk to a park, more sleep, more water is a great place to start. Obviously, meditation, all of these things are, are absolutely amazing and awesome. But what can we immediately change right now? We can all drink more water. We can all get more sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying is be intentional and start with a few things. So from the diet perspective, you might just want to eliminate fizzy drink or whatever it is and add water yes. or whatever it is. So you just find a friend you might check in with weekly. Yeah. You're saying five, I think one, even if you just can start with, you know, it's fine. And then just reclaiming your time through not TV watching and using that. So definitely. Else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if we turned the TV off and played more music, you know, like your husband's doing yeah. and he's got his, his <laughs> tune that speaks to him. You know, find that find that playlist for yourself. Create a playlist just yeah. for you and play it, you know, as often as you can. It's yeah, just self-love. We're talking about self-care, but it's showing yourself some of that love as well, isn't it? It and is. It's just... it, it really is. Yeah, I'm just worthy. I think sometimes we cannot do things like, oh, I haven't got time to read a full book or I haven't mm. got time to do blah, blah, blah. But you might have time to read one chapter. I've got audiobooks now because I don't have to. Exactly, audiobooks. You might have time to do audiobooks yeah. whilst you're doing, I don't know, the cleaning or any of those sort of things. Yeah, you might have time to, you know, turn the TV off and watch, uh, listen to more music. You might have the time to do five minutes of yoga or five minutes of meditation or five minutes mm-hmm. of a gratitude diary. I think those things we can do. Yeah. It, it could be turning off the TV and turning off social because, you know, we there can spiral into social media. That could be where we could find that that time again. And then, you know, the more time you find the time, the more time there is. There you go. Like you you just you just found that you love baths. You're now making time to have that bath. Oh, I'm not going to negotiate with my bath. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, now it's like the kids, isn't it? You have to yeah. have a bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you will have a bath. Yeah. And, you know, you find the time. It's just the stories we tell ourselves and it's not that it's lies or it's untrue. It's just we have to change the narrative. We have to consider ourselves worthy enough to have that bath or to, you know, and we're doing, let's be honest, parenting is boring because you're doing, most tasks are just boring tasks, you know, washing laundry. 90% of the time you're not doing anything adventurous or exciting. Is just, I have to do the laundry. You're going to have to do some kind of dinner prep or cooking or whatever it is. And it's autopilot. So you are literally not thinking about it. So maybe adding music while you're cooking or, you know, something. Yeah, a de- a music, music. I play music for everything and I have different yeah. different music for everything. For, for, for food prep, for laundry, for all of those things, I get my kids involved. So, oh, like, we do a little, not a treasure hunt, but, like, we go through the, the dirty basket and, like, yeah. let's find all the black things and chuck them there downstairs. You, to, you know, things like that. I, yeah. I do that constantly because cause it, it has to feel fun. otherwise Otherwise, what are we doing yeah yeah. it's a lot otherwise it really is a lot and it can feel overwhelming is there anything more you want to add to these topics of being self-care and mindfulness yeah I I think just intentionally finding some space for for education for yourself I'm dyslexic I had a horrible time in school Mm. I um, had massive fear around my intellect but now I'm really excited to just like online courses, any kind mm-hmm. of training. I'm thinking about doing a um, mental health first aid course. Okay. 
good, yeah. Yeah, so I think anything that we can do, again, as we're asking our children to continuously stay in education and do your homework and do additional homework and mm-hmm. maybe think of a tutor and let's try this skill. Yeah. S- same for me. I think we could never, we can never stop learning and leaning in to our passions and things that make me make us happy. You know, you find a song that you like, find other songs by that artist you, you read a book you like go and buy other books from that from that author like just it's lean into everything that yeah. you love mm-hmm. it is it is and again mm-hmm. when you do that you find more time yeah. for those things that you love oh, I love and that. Um, yeah. it slowly starts to change you know day by day so that's what I'm doing for myself is um, trying to focus on educating myself around the things that I love all the things I'm very fearful of so I said mm-hmm. I have a massive fear around dyslexia in my intellect mm-hmm. so I'm really trying to really understand dyslexia as an adult okay and and what i can do again if anybody you know any mums out here mm-hmm. if your child was diagnosed with dyslexia you'd know mm-hmm. everything about it you'd yeah. know everything about it tips and tricks what can you do when i was younger there'd be colored films be put on paper for me to be able to see it differently why am i not doing that as an adult why haven't i taken the time to think about that as an adult as i would know everything about dyslexia for my children you know everything Mm-hmm. And I think it's just putting that same energy into ourselves, and it's okay to do that, and it's not selfish, and it's not indulgent. We don't need permission to be able to do no. that. We have to, to have to own that. Again, I say this easily, but I know it's not easy. It's a street fight for me every day. Mm-hmm. I, I have to force myself to do these things, but it does eventually get easier in in, in various areas. And now I'm forcing myself to do other things, whereas previously. I, like you, I would never have thought of having, having a bath. Now I'm having a bath with oils, with salts, making yeah. my own face masks. And, you know, you, you're sitting in there and you're loving is. it. It is. I love that. We're going to end on that. Keep the same energy for your children. Keep it for yourself. Yeah. I just love you. Yeah. Keep that same energy. I know that you're worthy. And the more you look for the time, you know, the more you invest in yourself, the more time you will find to invest in yourself. So it's a decision. You have to decide that you're worthy of self-care, self-love, and just be mindful that you're going to invest this time, this energy into yourself at these times. And DM me, send me a message and let me know if this episode helped you, what you're going to plan to do. Are you practicing mindfulness as a mum? Are you indulging in self-care? Are you thinking, "Mm, it's something you're going to start practicing? Why not? You know, let me know. And I want to say a huge thank you to Nina Malone coming on check out her black mums and yeah and i'll see you in the next episode thank you again for tuning in if this episode helped you in any way please share so more mums can find the podcast and benefit from the information on today's show please also subscribe and review the podcast it will be greatly appreciated and really keep me encouraged Till the next episode, remember that you are the best mum for your children and I know you're doing an amazing job. So be kind and patient with yourselves. See you soon.